It's time for CBB 365 with your hosts, Adam Hipsky and Patrick Dallahan. Okay, and episode one of the offseason, uh, since we're now officially wrapped up with the 2020-2021 uh, college basketball season. Uh, so our first episode, uh, there's been a ton of offseason news, actually. The coach's carousel is spinning round and round and round, and there's been a ton of action on that front. Uh, and then also a transfer portal. So we'll have another transfer portal episode coming up next. But uh, so first, we're going to start about the coaching carousel. And I think that it's very, very, very important that we dig right into it. And we don't go anywhere further than Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The great Roy Williams retires. Uh, and who takes over for him? Assistant coach Hubert Davis. Uh, so that's where we'll start off. Hubert Davis, uh, we can grade some of these hires, I would say. So I guess we can start with Hubert Davis. And we'll want to give their grade reaction, what they think about this uh, taking over of Roy Williams. Yeah, that kind of surprised me that they didn't go with a uh... Wes Miller, who's done such a good job or who did such a good job at UNC Greensboro over the past five, 10 years that he's been there. And it's, it's, it was surprising to me, but I knew they were going to stick in the stay in the Carolina family. They announced that uh, the athletic director did. So, I mean, Hubert Davis is a great hire. It's a great promotion for him, I should say. I think he's going to do a really good job. They've obviously had some guys leave to, for like the draft and the transfer portal and all that. So it's interesting to see what he's going to do next year. And I, and I'm, I'm going to be pretty compelling. North Carolina, like you, you mentioned keeping in the family. I mean, Hubert Davis has never coached college basketball, a head coach. He's never led a program. However, he has been in the college. He has been in the college game for this would be his tenth uh, year. So, uh, I think you know he's been around it. I think he knows how to run a program. I'm sure he helped out Roy Williams a ton. Uh, so I think a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he's never head coached college basketball." I don't think it really, really matters just because of how involved he's been. But I'll go for the Hubert Davis. I'll give it a B. I mean, I don't think it was like a home run hire. I don't really know who they could have gone with. That's a home run hire. But, uh, you know, maybe not as an appealing of a coach as for recruits. Uh, obviously an older guy. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I would – I'll go B. I will give that a B as well. Um, X's and O's wise, this is not like a, a basketball mastermind, but um, someone who knows the – the game and someone who knows the school very well. So he'll be uh, well connected with, you know, the boosters, um, the alumni, the administration, which is all important. Um, and I think is someone who can sort of use the history of North Carolina basketball to help draw recruits. So maybe not a premier coach as far as, as X's and O's, but as far as Jimmy's and Joe's, I think uh, Hubert Davis is a pretty good hire. I'll give it a B. I'm going to give it like a B plus purely on principle that he's like, obviously not like an X's and O's guy, but I do feel like he's actually going to come into the recruiting realm kind of hot. Cause he's not that old. Yeah, I agree with that. 
like he's going to be able to connect with the kids better than than Roy Williams has been as as of late. Um, and I yeah, I think it goes, I think it goes both ways. I mean, yeah, obviously Hubert Davis is much younger than Roy, but I also do think some of its personality, from what I've seen of Hubert Davis, I don't think he's as outgoing as. Um, yeah, except that's the thing about North Carolina. You don't need to be outgoing. The kids want to come to you. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so that's uh, where we will start, uh, and we'll move on to another school in the ACC. Uh, Boston College moved on from Jim Christian in the offseason. Then they bring in kind of a surprising hire uh, with Earl Grant from Charleston. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I have no thoughts on that. I mean, Boston College isn't like an amazing program in any stretch of the word, but I mean, I know nothing about Earl Grant. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know like I know anything about him. I don't. I know that he worked at Clemson for a, a, a decent amount of time. Uh, I know that he he coached at Charleston, but that's literally it. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I wrote like an in-depth uh, thing about Earl Grant, and it's up on the IMH website right now. Um, so (laughs) yeah, this was like a month ago, maybe. So yeah, yeah. A month ago. So I interviewed like, um, coaches that he coached with, um, players that he played with in college at like the D2 school that he went to. Um, and I interviewed some of his players from college of Charleston and, uh, you know, going into it, I think a lot of people were confused about the hire and they didn't know who he was, but I talked to all these people and the fact that everything that all these people said lined up almost so exactly that it just has to be true. And I sort of turned the corner on how I felt about the Earl Grant hire and I kind of like it. Um, he's not someone who has a ton of roots in the, in the New England area, which I think was one of the big knocks on him. But uh, a very good recruiter. He sent three players to the NBA from College of Charleston, which, by the way, is more than Jim Christian sent from Boston College. Um, and so, yeah, I think his his ability to uh, build relationships with kids, which is what a lot of these people I interviewed talked about, and uh, his ability to get them to buy in and his ability to, to play defense. His teams always play good defense, so. I think those things, Earl Grant, solid hire. I'll give it like a B, B plus. I'll go B minus, C plus. Uh, hasn't really proved himself, uh, especially on an ACC level. I mean, he's been a solid recruiter, uh, but had Grant Riller uh, obviously led him to the NBA. But I'll go, I'll go C plus for uh, Earl Grant. Yeah, I'd go like a B or C, like a B minus or C plus, same as you. I just don't – I simply just don't know enough about him. Okay, moving on from the ACC into the Big 12. This one, this was the most – this conference, excuse me, had the most moves out of any Power 5 conference. Uh, we'll start with Iowa State. They bring in TJ Holzelberger of UNLV. Uh, to take over the Cyclones program. Iowa State had a horrible year this year. Uh, so, 
Olsenberger is going to have his uh, he's going to have his hands full, but good coach. I do like this hire, but uh, still bringing in a team that went 0 and 18 in the Big 12 and 2 and 22 overall is yeah. But is they did obviously they did almost on. beat they did almost beat Baylor at one point. So you got to give them yeah. That. Baylor came off the COVID pause. They did they uh very close game, but uh, I do like this hire for UNLV. I think. Uh, what's his name? Otzelberger's been uh, pretty solid at UNLV. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's like this one unbelievable coach. Like, how did these guys get him? But uh, he did a good job at South Dakota State. He moved up to UNLV. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll i personally go B for this one. Uh, given the state of the program right now, I think it was a lot harder for Iowa State to make a, a good solid hire. Like we'll see with a lot of other, uh, a lot of other coaches uh, in this coaching carousel. You see a lot of them uh, maybe look a little bit better uh, on the surface. But I think TJ Olsenberger has a chance to be a really good hire. Uh, but like we said, he's got his hands full with obviously the program he's inheriting. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd give it around the same thing purely because the circumstances he 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 has uh iowa state was abysmal this year after losing tyrese halliburton to the draft it definitely it's it's gonna be harder when you don't have a top five player in the country not top five like top 10 player in the country last year on your team for this year so it's like yeah, they were terrible, but they also had some bad circumstances. But I understand the hire, and I think it's a good hire, so I'd give it a round of B as well. Yeah, Otzelberger has connections to the Iowa State program. Um, I think he was there earlier in his career. Yeah. And considering the position that that program is in, I'm not sure they could have done much yeah. better. Um, and so considering that, I mean, relative to – to where their program is, I don't think there's a ton of, of better hires. I, I really like it for them. I'll give it like a, if I had to give it a grade, I guess I'd give it like an A or A minus just considering and, the level of that program and who and, they got. I'll admit, I do have, I guess you could say a soft spot for these types of coaches, uh, young guys that worked their way through the ranks. I mean, he started at Burlington Catholic Central High School and obviously worked his way uh, through the through the Division two ranks, goes from high school to Chipotle College, uh, and then wait, obviously wait, what, what college? <laughs> Chipotle, like Chipotle, no, like Chipotle, just without the T and the L. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously moves his way through the ranks there, then goes and spends seven years in Iowa State, so then he comes back home, but. Obviously, this guy's been around. He's been around good top-tier Division One programs. He's been around the Big 12, uh, and, and he's young. He's young, and I think he'll be able to relate to, uh, to the recruits fairly well. And like I said, it wasn't much of an attractive job to inherit a 2-22 Big 12 team. So I do like this hire for, uh, for Iowa State. But another, in my opinion, moving on to, to a different coach, a coaching move. Oklahoma hires Porter Moser, uh, Loyola, the ex-Loyola Chicago head coach. Uh, and worth mentioning, Loyola Chicago 
uh, just promoted Drew Valentine, brother of Denzel Valentine, the old Michigan State player. But uh, just worth noting that they uh, promoted from within, bringing up Drew Valentine, so he'll take it over Porter Moser. But Porter Moser to Oklahoma, just because Lon Kruger announced his retirement along with Roy Williams. But honestly, Lon Kruger, his son was recently promoted to be the head coach at um, UNLV in replacement of TJ Otzelberger. Yep, that's another uh, connection right there. So Kevin Kruger, Lon Kruger's son, goes to UNLV. But then back to Oklahoma, Porter Moser, I think this is honestly the best hire out of anyone in the coach's carousel. You could argue uh, on the other side of the Red River rivalry, which we'll get to, uh, Texas is higher. But honestly, I love this hire for Oklahoma. Uh, Porter Moser did a phenomenal job at Loyal Chicago. And to be honest, I was kind of surprised because I thought Porter Moser would have had uh, a plethora of opportunities after that 2018-2019 run when he took his team to the Final Four. And he didn't leave, which made me think, okay, maybe this guy doesn't want doesn't have any interest in leaving uh, Loyal Chicago. And then, which that's what kind of surprised me after their Sweet 16 run this year, when he did end up leaving, just kind of came as a shock to me. But uh, he's going to go to Oklahoma play in the Big 12 where he's never coached before. Uh, he's never been around. He's from Illinois. So uh, definitely new territory for him. But he did an unbelievable job at Loyola Chicago. And I don't expect anything different. I think he's a great coach. He's a young guy, good recruiter. And does the one thing about Porter Moser is that he does better than I would say about any other coach in the country is he uses what he has to the best of his, he gets the best out of his guys. He puts his guys in a scheme that benefits them. Uh, you know, they kind of run, they have a different, a little bit different of a, I would say offensive and defensive philosophy from what they had a couple of years ago, uh, just cause they had, maybe they didn't have as many shooters on this team this year. Uh, Crowley was obviously playing a lot better, but he kind of, he adapts well. Uh, he's a fairly young, not young, but I think he's got a good basketball mind. And I think that he'll end up uh, helping Oklahoma tremendously and honestly boost them into the top tier uh, of Big 12. Yeah, uh, I think it's a it, – no, I think it is an awesome hire. Literally everyone that is around college basketball and pays attention to it agrees with that statement. It's, it's the best hire they could have gotten. Uh, It's pretty shocking to me that Porter Moser, after digging his heels in after the final four run a couple years ago, about saying that he didn't want to leave Illinois. He wanted to stay there. And then he goes to Oklahoma as soon as it opens up, which which is weird, but we saw what he did with like pretty limited resources compared to what Oklahoma has like a big power five program. And he did all that. He went to the Sweet 16, he went to the Final Four, and made the tournament a bunch of times. So now you give him ridiculous resources and connections and outreach, and it's going to turn Oklahoma into a legitimate power in in the country and a force to be reckoned with throughout the time he's there. Yeah, I mean, we'll see about – kind of the state of Oklahoma heading into next year. We don't know about guys like Austin Reeves, uh, what he's going to do. I mean, obviously, I would assume he'll go get feedback, but uh, we don't know for sure who's returning and who's coming back. 
but I think that if he does get his guy back, if he does get Austin Reeves back, uh, then I think that this has the chance to be a top 15 preseason team uh, with Porter Moser at the helm. Uh, Ron Kruger's a good coach, but I honestly think that they upgraded in the coaching department. I think Porter Moser is going to put these guys, uh, maybe change things around a little bit, but it will definitely help them out in the long run. Uh, so Porter Moser, uh, I'll give this an A. Uh, my my lone A on this coaching carousel, but uh, yeah, Porter Moser to Oklahoma. I'll give it an A also. I mean, they were right there. If you look at Long Kruger's tenure, they had the Buddy Heald team, and then although it didn't do anything in the tournament, it had the Trey Young team as well. Um, so he Long Kruger got got talent there. So there's there's definitely a draw to Oklahoma, and now you know take the talent supporter Moser on a bigger scale. Sky's the limit, I think, for OU. I'll give it an A as well. I'd also give it an A. There, there was literally no one better that they could have hired. Well, maybe, except for another guy that's coming from Lubbock. Yeah, right here. Uh, Chris Beard goes home, goes from Texas Tech, stays in the state, but heads over uh, to Austin, Texas. And this might be the move of the coaching care. So I personally like the Porter Moser move a little bit more. Uh, but Chris Beard's still a heck of a coach, uh, and he's going to return to his alma mater, and he's going to become the head coach of Texas this year, taking over for Shaka Smart. Yeah, I I, I love this move for them. Uh, not only has um has like does he have connections to this program and stuff, but he's already made an impact. He like mm-hmm. the, he got one of his signees to switch his commitment to the University of Texas, and he picked up Timmy Allen and both Devin Askew from the transfer portal. And Mac McClung entered the dra- draft and also entered the transfer portal from Texas Tech, which means that there's a good, solid chance that they could add Mac McClung to this already loaded Texas roster. Mm-hmm. They return Andrew Jones, and there's also a good chance that, like, Matt Coleman may be back for a fifth year. Jericho Sims may be back for a fifth year. Greg Brown could return for a second year. Courtney Ramey already announced that he's staying. Yeah. Jace Fabrice also announcing that he's staying. This this Texas team is already looking ridiculous coming into this season. And now they have Chris Beard, who took Texas Tech to the national championship game. I mean. Yeah. Perfect hire. No, I agree. I agree. And I said that for Moser was going to be my only A, and I'm going to backtrack on that. Chris Beard is an A. Uh, he's going back. Obviously, he has a ton of connections. He's been in the area. He's recruited the, the Texas area, obviously being at Texas Tech. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I don't think Texas could have done much better. Uh, so I'm going to give this one an A as well for obvious reasons. Chris Beard's just a great coach, obviously coach of the year, two-time Big 12 coach of the year. So I'm going to go A for Chris Beard. Yeah, I talked about with Hubert Davis, his ability to connect to the alumni, to connect to the the donors and the boosters, which is just as important as, you know, X's and O's and on-the-court stuff and is just as important as recruiting. And Chris Beard combines the – 
X's and O's aspect of it that we get with Porter Moser and then that Hubert Davis aspect of, of having a relationship with the school because Chris Beard obviously went to Texas and it's really the complete package. So this is my favorite hire out of anyone. And so uh, Texas is back. Yes. Well, yeah, I agree. I I'd give this an A plus hire. I, yeah. You already heard my thoughts about it. I love it. So to, then going to where Chris Beard left from into Lubbock, Mark Adams hires from within. Uh, they hire Mark Adams, the assistant coach uh, from Texas Tech. Uh, I think probably a smart move. I don't really know who else Texas Tech could have gotten. Uh, obviously a downgrade from Chris Beard, but you also got a coach that's been around Chris Beard and can probably model uh, some of what he does around the around the, the program. So Mark Adams uh, stays with Texas Tech. On that, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go B, uh, just because I don't think they just average couldn't have done much better, couldn't have done much worse. I think it was kind of the obvious move. Yeah, I, I really like it for Texas Tech because their basketball program has has really never seen success until Chris Beard got there, and if you're going to lose Chris Beard, which at some point, I think we all knew they were going to lose Chris Beard. They got the next closest guy to Chris Beard in Adams, who has literally followed Chris Beard everywhere he's gone to this point. He coached with him at Little Rock, and then he coached with him at Texas Tech. So that's been the, the recipe for success for Texas Tech. And so why not stick with that that same coaching philosophy, coaching tree? Um, so I'll give it a, I don't know, B, B+. Plus. I'm going to give it a B plus and A minus, like purely because he's going to be able to replicate what Chris Beer did as far as on the court stuff. He's going to run his teams the sim sim uh, similar. Uh, it's going to be a pretty seamless transition, I think, in Lubbock. So that'll do it for the Big Twelve uh, coaching moves. Uh, moving into the Big East, Tony Stubblefield uh, moves from an Oregon assistant to DePaul. Paul also kind of like where Iowa State's at right now is a except they've never team. been good. Fair enough. I like this hire. I like this hire for obviously Tony Stubblefield's been by Dana Oldman. I think Dana Oldman's one of the best coaches in college basketball, and uh, taking over for a guy like that, uh, I think's uh, you know kind of learning under him. Moving um, that into the Paul, I think I think it's a good move. Yeah, uh, he worked for Dana Altman. His name is Dana Altman, and he aligns Rubik's Cubes, not solves. But, um, uh, yeah, I think that's a great hire. When you work for someone like Dana Altman, you're going to get a ton of basketball knowledge and learn how to run a program. So I feel like that's a good hire for DePaul just to get their program back on their feet. B+. plus. Before he spent – what was it, nine years with Dana Altman? He spent four with Mick Cronin at Cincinnati. So, I mean, this is a guy who has been under some of the best coaches in the country. And like you said, Adam, similar to Iowa State, I don't really know what else DePaul was going to do here. This was probably as best as they can get, as good as they can get. Grades, grades. 
Tony Stubblefield, B. I agree. I concur also a B. Okay. Uh, last move in the Big East, kind of a surprising one. You know, Sean we haven't Smart. slandered any coaching moves yet. Can someone give like an F? Oh. Uh, I, I use next, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, so actually we kind of have one right here, Marquette, Shocker Smart, uh, Shocker Smart who can't win a tournament game. R.I.P. Wojo's Dojo. Uh, where's he gonna go? Who knows? We can't. Uh, Nowhere. Do you think we can't? Nah, no, we can't hire assistant. He'll go somewhere as an assistant. Uh, okay. Shocker Smart to Marquette. Don't like this hire. Uh, obviously they needed to move on from Wojo, but I don't know if this was the right move. I think Shocker Smart's an all right coach, but. Uh, I wouldn't say an upgrade by any means. I'll go see. Whoa. That's pretty I was I was surprised that they moved on from Wojo because I think Wojo was a victim of COVID where if if he gets to play out that postseason with Marcus Howard and they make a run, I think he's still here yeah. today, even considering how bad they were this past year. Um, but because we never got to see that, obviously his track record on paper does not look all that good. Um, whereas I think he, he was good in that position and I think he was right for that school mm-hmm. and it's been a while and they really have done nothing under him, but I maybe would have given him one more year. Shaka smart feels more like a win for Shaka smart than it does for Marquette. Right. Cause yeah. he doesn't get fired. And when you get fired, it looks so much worse than you leaving. Yeah. I- I'll give, I'll give it a C plus B minus. Jocka did flip one of the Texas commits to Marquette, though. Yes, he did. So he already has an impact, and he's a Wisconsin boy, born and raised there. So, like, it's a good move for him personally. How beneficial it is for Marquette, unknown, but it'll take some time for us to figure that out. But that being said, I'll give it like a B minus. Uh, moving from the Big East. Uh, to the Big Ten, uh, this conference definitely has the most questionable moves. Uh, we'll start with Mike Woodson. We talked about victims from COVID. I think that Archie Miller was another one of those. Before the season got canceled last year, they were going to make the NCAA tournament. However, they don't. Uh, there is no NCAA tournament, so they don't make it. So everyone says Archie hasn't been to a tournament. Uh, they hire Archie. Uh, they hire Mike Woodson. Personally, not a fan of this move. I don't think anyone uh, yeah, I mean, I will say, give him credit, though, that so far what he's done actually isn't awful. I mean, he brought Trace Jackson back. He lost Armand Franklin, but uh, at least bringing back some of the guys because they had seven guys in the transfer portal. But, uh, I mean, people want to play for him, I guess, at least it seems as that is the case. But they also brought in Thad Mata uh, and – yeah, so I think he, I think he's got a fairly good staff around him, uh, but still kind of an interesting move from from IU to go with Mike Woodson. I'll go C minus. Never coached college basketball. Uh, everyone says he's not an energy guy. Not an energy guy. Hasn't recruited. Doesn't seem like a guy that appeals to recruits. X's and O's. I mean, he's never really been great in the NBA. Uh, so I'll go. Yeah. I'll go D plus for Mike Woodson. Yeah, when you look at him, he just looks like a really boring guy. 
He and has a perfectly round goatee. Perfectly round at all times. Yeah, that's why it's boring. Like, there's, like, no variation. He doesn't switch it up. He doesn't just have, like, a mustache or something. He doesn't go handle so you're So you're critiquing their coaching hire based on facial hair only? No. Incorrect. Okay. It's a, I'm just saying he looks like a boring guy. But it's a bad hire. Like, if there's components of it that are good because he went to Indiana. He played there. And he's going to be able to connect with the boosters. That's what we gave. That's what we gave um. Chris Beard credit for, for the University of Texas and Otzelberger for, for Iowa State. Like he has connections to the program already, but at the same time, he has no connections to college basketball at all. Like he coached for the Knicks. Like, and it's, it's just such a gimmicky hire. It's definitely high risk, uh, high reward. Uh, but at the same time, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I would give him this a D. I'm going to give it an A minus. I really like the move. What? Um, yeah. you, both of you guys, both of you guys just looked up at me. Um, do a little trolling. It's probably do a little trolling. If you do, if you're an, if you're a, an NBA prospect, a Trace Jackson Davis, I'm not sure there's a coach in college basketball I'd rather play for. I mean, maybe one of the blue blood coaches, a Cal, a Coach K, Bayheim, Mark Few. But, Did you just I mean, someone blue blood. Syracuse is like a tier two blue blood. Bayheim is like a is like a blue blood coach. Like when you name like those coaches, he's definitely on that list. However, his driving skills are not there. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the the ability to have a coach who can prepare you for the NBA like Woodson will be able to, because I don't think he gets enough credit. He wasn't really all that bad in the NBA. He ultimately was out of a job when the Lakers sort of shifted their focus um, of their franchise. And I, I agree that he wasn't the right guy for that team, but he wasn't all that bad in the NBA. And you combine that, the, the issue is, oh, he's never coached college basketball before. How will he recruit, right? Coaching is coaching, but how will he recruit? Well, they add Thad Mata to his staff. He's working with Larry Brown. I think that based on the history of the Indiana program, him having played for Indiana, him knowing the school, knowing the boosters, all that stuff we've been talking about, and then having those those recruiters those experienced recruiters on his staff. I'd be surprised if this doesn't work out. Interesting. Uh, I would be surprised if it does work out. Uh, okay. So two more moves in the big 10, Ben Johnson, two guys from assistance at other programs moving in. Uh, ben Johnson moves to from Xavier to Minnesota to take over for Richard Pitino. Richard Pitino moves to New Mexico but back to Minnesota, uh, Ben Johnson uh, to Minnesota. I personally like the hire. I mean, I don't know. Um, Minnesota is definitely another one that's just kind of like interesting, I guess. Like not a lot of people know who Ben Johnson is. They, uh, they, they seen... had to have had like one of the best records at home this year. And they could not win a road game to save their lives. No, they were like the six. Literally, literally, they needed to win a single road game in the last like three months of the season to make the tournament, and they didn't. 
been that mean like uh but I think Ben Johnson's a good hire. I think that uh he's another one that you kind of say, like, I don't know what they could have done better, but I like I'll go B plus. He seems like a guy that relates fairly well. Uh, I think he'll recruit. Uh, and obviously he's got a pretty good Midwestern uh connection. So uh already being at Xavier. So uh, he's a young guy. Uh he seems like a seems like a cool guy that, that kids will want to play for. So uh and graduated from Minnesota, so they hired I, I like this one. Oh, they hired the wrong Xavier assistant. They should have hired the son of Bill Murray to be their head coach. That would have been an electric hire. But no, yeah, I like this coach. Xavier obviously had a lot of success this year. They did miss out on the NCAA tournament. But I mean, there was so much there. Like there was a while where we were saying that they should be ranked and all that. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to it. Did he coach under Chris Mack at all? Do we know that? No, he came to Xavier under Travis Steele uh, after he previously coached at Minnesota as an assistant for years before. Okay, so, so he's he returning to Minnesota. Yeah, so he knows the program. That's a good move for them then. He knows the program really well. Uh, I, I mean, he coached there for a number of years, as you said. So, I mean, it doesn't get much close. Like, we're seeing a lot of schools hire guys that are, like, close to home little bit like or they've been there before so it's really good i'm gonna give this higher than like a b plus yeah i love it as well um i don't i don't see a lot of misses in the big 10 these three hires that were made um this one especially um ben johnson you know comes back he this is someone who has a really strong recruiting grasp on this region because he has come up in his coaching career and he has not left the midwest he was at Northern Iowa under Ben Jacobson. And then he was under Tim Miles at Nebraska, who obviously took a year off last year and is now coaching at San Jose State. Um, and then, as I mentioned, he was Minnesota for a while and then to Xavier. So um, he's, he's an effective recruiter, a good coach. He's a high-energy guy, and he's someone with a, a grasp on this program and a grasp on this region, and I, I really like the hire of Ben Johnson. And then to round out the, the Big Ten, Micah Shrewsbury, who was the Purdue associate head coach, uh, moves to Penn State, more of an X's and O's guy. I really like this hire because if you pay attention to Purdue, there's a lot of X's and O's in the timeouts. Uh, you watch uh, Purdue's drawing up a last-second offensive set. Uh, it's usually Micah Shrewsbury running the huddles. So I do like this hire. Uh, he seems like a good mix. I think it was really just – uh, in due time that he was going to end up uh, making the move to a head coach after being an assistant his whole life. He kind of followed Brad Stevens for a while, uh, was with Brad Stevens uh, at Butler, then went to Purdue and then moved with Brad Stevens to the NBA. So he's kind of been all over the place. Uh, I think that's a big pull factor for kids. Uh, we have a coach that's been in college, been in the NBA, has seen it all, been a head coach, been an assistant hmm, coach. Sounds a lot like a certain Indiana coach. Uh, but Michael Shrewsbury is 44 and seems to be a fun guy. That is true. Want to play. Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, but um, uh, speaking of Brad Stevens, did you see the offer Indiana gave him? Yeah, ridiculous. Seven, $70 million for what was it? 10 years 
seven years? Uh, yeah, seven, 70 million for, I want to say seven years. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think that's a great hire. Michael Shrewsbury, obviously a big X's and O's guy. He's young, so that's huge. You're going to be able to get a lot a lot of longevity out of him, and hopefully he yeah. can build Penn State in, into a national power. Like they obviously yeah. were good before COVID. Obviously, Lamar Stevens is on that team that was coached by uh, Pat Chambers, who's a human trash bag. But um. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I personally think it's a great hire. I'm gonna go A minus. Uh, perfect blend. I think he's got real diverse background. Uh, so I'm gonna go A minus for Micah Shrewsbury. I still have not uh, really bashed on anyone, and I will not bash on Micah Shrewsbury. I will also give him an A minus. Uh, having watched him with the Celtics, my takeaway: he's a really smart coach. And I think that is, is something that will help Penn State because they've had a recruiting focus coach and really an, an old school college basketball guy More in, in Chambers and then sort of a shift in focus. And I think it's, it's where college basketball is going um, is, is Mike Shrewsbury type coaches. Um, so like Adam said, someone who's, who knows what it's like to to put players in the NBA or to, to work with NBA players um, who knows what it's like to coach on, on a big stage um, and who also has um, just fantastic coaching ability and, and relationship building skills that I think will help him um, draw recruits in addition to just being a great X's and O's coach. So I will also give Michael Shrewsbury Shrewsbury, an A minus uh, for a clean sweep of A minuses in the Big Ten. Um, no coaching changes in the SEC, uh, so we're gonna move into our last conference. Everyone, but, um, Coach higher. Cal is on the hot seat, in my opinion. Uh, is Coach? I disagree. They should hire Steve Masiello. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with that one as well. I think. Uh, I think if he doesn't have a lifetime coaching, contract, does he? If there's any coach in the CBB coaching tree, it should be Jay McCauley. Like it's the call up to continue. Uh, okay, Arizona hires Gonzaga associate head coach Tommy Lloyd. Everyone surrounding the Gonzaga program talks about how great of a hire this is. Uh, don't really know too much about him. Uh, obviously, been around Mark Few, been around a uh, top-tier coaching staff and program in the past 10 years. So, uh you know, I'll go B. Don't really know too much about Tommy Lloyd, but uh, the way that everyone Gonzaga makes it sound sounds like it's great hire. Yeah, I don't know really anything about him, so I'm going to give him a gold star. I'm not going to give him a grade rating. I'm just going to give him a gold star. Um, I think that's a good hire because ba- purely based on the fact that he surround- he was with Mark Few for such a long time. And a really horrible offseason to have the last name Miller, except if you're Wes Miller, that is. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Lloyd, you guys say he's he's been around Mark Few. He has been the catalyst or one of the catalysts for Mark Few's buildup of the Gonzaga program. Tommy Lloyd has been right by his side as the associate head coach for 20 years. 
pretty much from the start of his coaching career. He was a grad assistant there, and then he was the assistant and then the associate. His entire coaching career has been the buildup of Gonzaga, and now he gets yeah. to, to go to his own program, and I don't see any reason why this shouldn't work out. I'll give it a B-plus, A-minus, and this is going to be a very different-looking Arizona team than I think we're, we've been used to. Um, the lack of cheating. Well, well, yeah, that, but also Sean Miller was very heavy, and Pete Thamel talked about a little bit about this when we had him on the show back um, at the end of the summer. He's very, he's been very uh, international heavy with his recruiting. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I think, is because of the sanctions that were due to come down. And that's something that Tommy Lloyd will have to deal with because that will hit their program. But uh, it's going to be a lot more like the late 90s, early 2000s Arizona teams, I think, under Tommy Lloyd, as opposed to the, the Sean Miller team. So I, I'm excited. I, I kind of, Arizona is one of those teams I want to be good. But even then, like, when he was at Gonzaga, Gonzaga recruited a ton from outside of the country. So it's like, like yeah, like Philip Petrosev, you have – who was their big center? Who was the, the Polish guy in 2017? I never remember his name. Yeah, yeah. The guy was a beast. Yeah, he was in the, in the, uh, in the Final Four in 2017. And obviously they have uh, Joel Ayayi on their team right now. So they always, they always make a splash in international recruiting. I'd, I'd give it, yeah, I already gave it a gold star. Whoops. Uh, okay, last coach uh, that we'll discuss. Craig Smith stays in the great state of Utah. He goes from Utah State and is now going to be the head coach of the Utes. Uh, kind of been all over the place. Uh, he's another guy that's kind of just risen through the ranks, uh, started – at Mayville State, uh, worked his way to North Dakota State, to Colorado State, to Nebraska. Uh, and then, obviously, he uh, has been at South Dakota and then was at Utah for three years then, uh, or Utah State for three years, and then now he's at Utah. I like this. He's done all that, and he's only 48, diverse coaching background again. Don't know much about his style, though. Uh, obviously, led uh, – he, he won two – Mountain West Conference championships. So he's been to the NCAA tournament. Uh, but Utah is a program that's going to have to be built back up because they're definitely on a, on a, on a downward spiral. Went 8-11 in conference this year. But uh, Craig Smith definitely has his hands full getting Utah back to what they uh, have been. Yeah, I'm kind of neutral on this hire. I'll give it like a C plus, B minus. I don't see... I don't see why Craig Smith will have any trouble recruiting the area because he's, he's done it before. But then again, it's an area that is not particularly well known for uh, their basketball talent. And so his job will, I think, remain similar to what it was with Utah State, which is to uh, recruit from outside the area. And so I think Craig Smith is, is a great story. He's, he's, like you said, he worked his way up. Now he's got a power five job. Um, I just, he's, he's a coach who is going to go in there and get his work in. We'll probably build them into a, a decent, a decent pack 12 team, but part of it is just because of the nature of, of being in Utah, but I don't see Craig Smith taking Utah to uh, 
the top of the Pac-12. Yeah. So last coaching note, Wes Miller goes from UNC Greensboro. Uh, there was talk about him going to North Carolina, but instead he settles at Cincinnati. It's a huge uh, win for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, agree. Wes Miller is one of the best young up-and-coming coaching minds in the whole game of uh, basketball, not just college basketball. So uh, some other uh, names uh, in schools to note, Kyle Neptune, the Villanova assistant, goes to Fordham. Kim Inglis, the Tennessee assistant, goes to George Mason. Uh, Pat Kelsey from Winthrop uh, moves to Charleston to take over for Earl Grant. Uh, Jim Ferry, the Penn State interim head coach, moves over to UNBC. Uh, Shante Legans moves from Eastern Washington after he uh, took those took the Eagles to a NCAA tournament appearance, moves to Portland. Uh, San Jose State hires Tim Miles, uh, who was the head coach in Nebraska before taking a year off and taking a year in the Big Ten Network studios. Uh, so that'll do it uh, for this week's episode of CBB 365, the coaching carousel. Uh, and we'll be back to obviously go uh, touch on it a little bit more as more moves are made. Uh, but I think that'll do it uh, for the coaching carousel episode. Uh, for our producer, Jake Klein, I'm Adam Hipsky with my co-host, Patrick Dalhan. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll be back next week.